You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Meritas Velasquez for Chirp Radio. I am talking uh, with Impulsive Hearts in the studio today. Yeah, it seems like the lineup of Impulsive Parts has evolved and oh God, is so ro- you know, rotated and changed throughout the years. But um, how did the project originally start? And then mm-hmm. how did you end up with the musicians you have now? For sure. Um, so it started as a dumb kind of solo project called Danielle and Her Drum Machine because I was just plugging everything in through a computer and then trying to play it live. But as I've like gotten more involved in the music scene, I think, I, and especially with girls rock, I've been like, hey, like the Fallon, you play saxophone. You should play saxophone in my band. And like the same thing with Jess, like, oh my gosh, you play violin? Come on over. So I feel like that's sort of how it's evolved more as like friendships. And Dan's probably now the longest member, other than me, obviously, but... Um, and it, it seems like as the lineup has evolved, so has the sound of the band. Like, as I was listening to um, your newest songs, it's definitely, it's still poppy, but a lot darker. And then I like the incorporation of these other instruments that aren't typically in an yeah. indie rock band. So how did, well, how would you describe the evolution of Impulsive Parts' sound? Yeah, it's, I, it's definitely a lot, maybe darker in theme as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess for me, I... I songwrite mostly like as a process um, to like cope with my own stuff. So I think that as life continues to throw punches, I continue to write songs about things and the content has become maybe a little bit darker. Um, And also, I mean, it's it was a lot easier, I think, to write like a summary happy thing when Obama was our president and like things didn't feel like constant chaos and now I think that that's probably just trickled in. Uh, Where did you record? Um, We recorded with Brian Fox at his uh, studio here in Chicago called Altered States and then we did a weekend in Benton Harbor at uh, Key Club Recording. I can't. I couldn't remember. It was so that was that was fun because it was just like we got to go away for a weekend and I personally got to lose my mind and everybody else was like, we're taking naps. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just going to stay up. That's, and she did. And I did. I, I don't know. I stay straight. It was so weird. I'm always like that when I'm recording. I'm just like, I can't turn off my mind and be like, well, it's time to go to bed and, you know, stop thinking about this. And so I right. just. Well, what made it fun though? Like, I think because like, I mean, I would love to hear what you guys think about that, but I thought it was fun because like, in a lot of ways, I don't think anybody knew exactly what we were doing because, like, a lot of the songs felt really new at the time. I was nervous. I, I came in late to the game, like, one of the last people to record. So uh, it, I was really nervous coming in, and I'm like, I'm hoping they like it. And I, can't, I was accepted right, <laughs> right from the get-go. And uh, I remember Doug was just like, oh, God, I love this. Play it like this. And I'm like, that's perfect. I need, like, some feedback. And I personally enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's been fun for me. Uh, you were like wailing a saxophone solo. We're like, make it crazier. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, right.
So the new EP is called Me Too, A Benefit for Resilience. Um, tell me more about resilience and why you decided to partner or benefit them. Um, well, so they do outreach, um, rape intervention, like crisis management, what other sort of counseling. Um, they work with many different hospitals and if someone comes in and for a sexual assault, then resilience gets the call um, and they will 100% of the time send an advocate that will advocate for that person and kind of, you know, either be like, hey, I'm just here for you or like, this is what the legal, the, like the next steps legally are. Um, this is what you don't have to say to the cops. You don't have to, t you know, be mm -hmm. near the cops at all. You, we don't have to press charges today. Right. Like they know exactly what the next steps are to kind of guide this person through what's just happened to them. So I wanted to release some of the music, but make it something that would be uh, like like we were talking about before with like the presidency and things like that, something that would actually feel impactful and maybe like I am making a difference. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where the idea started. And uh, I, I just think that Lindsay and I were talking about it at one point, um, who's, what is her job at? Doing development, she's like a development associate. Yeah, at she's Resilience. Doing fundraising. For I was like, yeah, I would really like to like release different, like a single, like every other like week or something like that to build up to this really big benefit show. Awesome. And then for um, people who are interested in purchasing the EP, do all of the proceeds go to Resilience? Yes, everything's going to Resilience. And we're uh, releasing it through Impossible Colors. So yeah. um, she's... I think she also does like everything is pretty much not for profit as well. So, speaking of the Me Too movement, I mean, it's definitely um, built up a lot in the last few years, especially in the entertainment industry. But I've noticed mostly in the um, like film and television industry. Um, and it's, but it seems like with recent events with, you know, the R. Kelly documentary that just came out and then the whole thing with Ryan Adams, like it's starting to really get mm -hmm. into the music industry too. But mm -hmm. um, how do you, you know, feel like, are we finally getting to a point where in music, like people are going to start paying attention or is it just going to take a long time? I still think it's going to take a long time personally. I don't, I think the, I, the amount of crap that just me, myself in the small Chicago industry that, I mean, if it's that rampant here, it's got to be like... <laughs> I mean, I, I really appreciate that most people in this room identify as a woman, right? And and All I mean, the people in this in room. In this room, too. <laughs> the person on the phone does not. Uh, <laughs> but I think we've all, as musicians, had experiences that would say that it's not getting better. Um, and I would like to, like, I appreciate the Me Too movement, but I think I'm at a point, especially in music that we need to start finding solutions instead of like sitting behind social media and, mm -hmm. and saying how awful this is. Mm -hmm. So I think back to resilience, like that is a really good way to combat this issue. And the other thing that we do, that we all do at Girls Are Chicago, I think mm -hmm. is also a really good way to like be involved and to combat this, mm -hmm. this like prevalent issue. Yeah. Um, you know, we can share our thoughts and like what we've been through with people younger than us and prepare them for, a, you know, a better world. And I think like the youth that we see at 
Girls Rock are usually like 10 times more woke than I am. And oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. Always. Yeah, Thankfully. Yeah. I mean, they think about things that I was like, oh, my God, I never thought about that, let alone at 13. And like, they have such a fire that I have not seen in ex- in my youth. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a start. Yeah. But there's a lot, a long way to go from here. Yeah. And then just the two second summary of uh, for people who don't know what Girls Rock Chicago is. So Girls of Chicago is a nonprofit in the city. Uh, we run programming for kids 8 through 16. Uh, one of our main programs is a summer camp where we always need tons of volunteers. Yes, um, <laughs> please. But basically kids who are who identify as girls or trans or non-binary um, come in. They get an instrument that we provide for them. They will be put into a band. They, they pick their own bands. It's a collaborative mm-hmm. moment for them to choose their own <laughs> bands. Um, and then they have to write a song and perform it at a professional venue at the end of the week. So it sounds like an insane process. But it is. It, it's very beautiful. It works. Yeah. And they change, too, I think, just and grow so much within a week. Like, especially the younger kids, too, like, from not being able to play any notes to like even rocking out even if it is just like one note but like rocking out and feeling super confident and like mm-hmm. the confidence of going on stage like I don't know I makes me weepy yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah it's so it's such a magic moment ugh, yeah. I cry every year I know yeah. I do too it's so ridiculous <laughs> last, last year we were like crying backstage and I was like what? I, stop I was a tearful mess like I was sobbing for some reason oh, and because there were so many graduating so they're not they can come back and volunteer but they're not in a band anymore i don't get to hear them rock out and for a week and it's it's great i cry it's just it's such a magical moment for me so uh cool so uh what's next for impulsive hearts eventually we're going to release a full-length record i just have to be more happy with the current state of where it is and i just need a little more time to it there's it's nothing it's like just me wanting to do more and also just perfect a certain things yeah but so that will be the next big thing. I'm hoping to try and do some sort of like mini tour, or like something like that to promote all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, focus on just uh, making sure that the EP benefits resilience and like trying to be as impactful. And also like I'm trying to make sure that everything that we do as a band is in that like volunteer social justice movement, like trying to keep because like this is like my second job essentially and so I'm trying to make it as uh, community focused as I can so amazing awesome I'm really glad you're doing it yeah thanks cool well the songs sound great thank you Um, thank you so much for coming in and and sharing with us so thank you thanks oh you Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.